As we start to be, make the, our relationships with the planets more conscious, we're able to, as you're saying, like um, I can, you, to use your word, manifest a higher vibration of my Piscean sun versus the lower vibration, which is mental illness, which is addiction, which is escapism. Um, can I step into the higher vibration of my Pisces sun, which is connection to spirit, artist, um, connection to the all that is. What's good, everybody? This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration, and it is our weekend interview series. And today I'm talking with Natalie Levin. Natalie and I are dear friends from way back in the day. Natalie has been a professional opera singer and a yoga teacher the first half of her life. She then discovered and immersed herself in the healing magic of astrology. In this episode, we talk about astrology, what astrology is. We talk about a fall forecast for astrology, what we can all expect. We talk a little bit about my astrology and why I am the way I am. And it's a beautiful conversation. If you would like to work with Natalie, hit the show notes. There's a link to connect you to her website, her Facebook, and her, wow, I'm stumbling over all of my words, and to connect you to her Instagram page. Natalie does a lot of Facebook and Instagram Live. She puts out a weekly astrology report. I'm going to tell you, scoop up all of this good stuff that Natalie is putting out. And it's going to help you understand what is going on on the planet, what is going on with you and your planet. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope there are some nuggets of gold that you can take away with you. And if Natalie and I said anything that connects with you, please share this episode with your friends. Put it in the socials. Put it in your stories. Tag me. Tag Natalie. Do all of the things to help us get this episode out into the world. And now kick back and enjoy this fun conversation with Natalie. Oh, my mom. My mom wrote that she is very looking forward to listening to this. Joe Longo's work is extraordinary. Aww. That's beautiful. Uh, um, in, in case you forgot, Natalie, I freaking love you. <laughs> oh my God. I love you so much. And also Cheryl is sending her love to you as well. I just am so, I mean, are, are we like record, which is fine. Is this I mean, it's kind of recording, but this isn't going to be in the thing. We'll actually do a real start, but okay, I just hit I mean, record. So I don't forget. <laughs> I relate to that. Um, I am so, yeah, whatever I, as you know, like we'll go with whatever flow you like. Um, I'm just excited to be with you. And I'm also really excited. I'm also bringing up your chart because I'm just, just for my own to see what's going on for you. Is that okay? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I like to just see what's going on with you. And, and also like, you have so much fire with your, all the Sagittarian planets. I can imagine that it is, you do talk a lot. Like you just have a lot to share. You have a lot to share. You have a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. Uh, I'm feeling I, that. I'm trying to figure out how to I harness it in and use it for yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Well, it's fine. It's the energy of like um, uh, embers and, and stardust. Like it's that kind of scattered fiery energy. And I can really understand how it can be hard. So let's, let's, let's focus this. You don't have any planets in Virgo, which is the laser focus. You don't actually have any planets there. So it's not natural to you to keep it like this. Mm. Um, when you're working one-on-one -on -one with people, it's in your one-on-one -on -one area of your chart. So you come by it honestly and you're totally, it's gorgeous. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and, 
and I figured, you know, our conversation will just flow. And, you know, I'd love to talk a little about you, a little bit about astrology for maybe people that have no idea what any of it is. Totally. Um, and then is there a way to like kind of see like what the fall might look like? Just a little kind of like what to expect, you know, something yeah. like that. How, how does yes. that feel if we? Sure. Yes, that's great. I'll bring that up right now. Um, so I can, I have like, I actually finally invested in actual astrology software. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. It took me a while to make that. It was like $400. No, I, I was like, okay. I get it's it. Time. <laughs> and I think it's smart to do it that way. Back mm -hmm. in um, my early days of photography, I remember reading a, an article about a guy that started a photography business and went out and bought all of the equipment. And it's uh, very expensive. Yes. And he ended up going out of business because he couldn't afford all of the equipment, but he thought he needed all of the equipment. It was like, oh my gosh. He then learned after selling all of his equipment. <laughs> You know, and just like there are ways to get around these things until we hit that point, right? And that's like part of our manifestations, right? I'm going to do this. And when I hit this point, I'll invest mm -hmm. a little bit more and then a little more and a little more. Yes. Baby and I steps. Also, baby steps. And there are often people who would like to help. And they are like, I have a microphone lying around, Natalie, for your podcast. Yeah, why don't you take this? Mm -hmm. Like, also, I'm unafraid to ask for free things. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I remember a long time ago, I'd be like, no, no. And then I was like, wait a minute. What if I just make a practice of just saying yes? If someone wants to give me something, I have to say yes. Totally. Oh, my God. Right? Yes. Because it's hard. I mean, for me, it's really hard to receive and even ask. Mm -hmm. So that practice of like, OK, they want to give it to me. I'm going to I'm going to take it. I'm not going to mm -hmm. say no. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And just go with that flow. And I think we're just going to keep all of this that we've already recorded because why not? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I have so much stuff that I can talk about. So you, so I invite you since it's your amazing podcast. I love it. Inspired creativity. What a gorgeous name. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And this is our daily shot of inspiration, um, which, which started almost a year and a half ago after oh my, my vaccine. Um, it was really interesting. The effect the vaccine had on me, my lower half of my body really didn't work. I mean, it worked, but it was so painful. Like my hip, every joint from my hips down was pain. So was like, I'm just going to lay in bed. And I was laying in bed. I'm like, what can I do? Like, what if I do a daily podcast and just, I said this before in another episode and record a whole month in a day. Because they're short. They're only like a couple minutes. So what if I just sit down? And I was already laid in bed. So I was like, what if I just turn my microphone on and just talk for three minutes and then talk again for three minutes and talk again? <laughs> so is what we're doing right now going to be three minutes long? No, no, no. This is okay, okay. a whole big episode. Because then I remembered okay. from my first podcast, um, Inspired Creativity, that I enjoyed talking to people. Yeah. So, and at the same time, I was remembering I was enjoying talking to people. I was getting random emails saying, Hey, this person just wrote a book. Would you like them to be on your podcast? Or this happened. And I was like, Oh, I guess the universe is now saying, Here, start talking to people again. Whoa, that is really beautiful. Yeah. Oh and it's gosh. great when we listen. It's great when we actually listen. 
Um, so everybody, we just jumped right into the start of the podcast talking about all of the things. My good friend Natalie is here with me today. Um, and we're going to be talking about astrology and everything that Natalie does. You all heard my intro. You can find Natalie on all of the links below. And we're just going to keep keep right on talking. And mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I would love to explore and we can kind of go into it. But how about really quick, Natalie, what is astrology? <laughs> For the people that might be listening, that it because I've been finding this real interesting thing happening. I've been going live on TikTok every day, doing a manifestation Q and A. But the questions that come in are: Is Bobby gonna like me? Is Susie um, gonna leave? And I'm like, I'm not a fortune teller. And I think yeah. sometimes manifestation astrology people are just like, Oh, you're a fortune teller. So tell us what yes, is astrology. That- that's helpful to hear the, a little background of why you asked this. Um, when when I have people come to me and I work with them, I am looking at the planets. And when when Joe was born, Joe chose a blueprint of his soul that involved, for example, his sun is in Pisces, his moon is in Aquarius, and his life mission, his North Node, is in Sagittarius, and it's. It is in the area of his chart of being seen in the public eye. It is not Joe's job to be a wallflower in this lifetime. And so for me, even having that slight bit of information around Joe's um, life um, is an example of how astrology is, it gives, it honors Joe's life. It, uh, it is an honoring of the journey that Joe is on in this lifetime and that it shows me, and for me, it's been very shame reducing. I'm not answering your question, but I don't feel like this is, it's easy for me to answer what is astrology. It's mm-hmm. been shame reducing because my chart, someone, an astrologer that I love told me that people with charts like yours, Natalie, can tend to struggle with mental illness. And that was so shame reducing and validating for me to have it known that the planets are part of the, the vibration that I am expressing by having challenges with mental stability. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm actually exactly on purpose. So as we start to be, make the, our relationships with the planets more conscious, we're able to, as you're saying, like um, I can, you, to use your word, manifest a higher vibration of my Piscean sun versus the lower vibration, which is mental illness, which is addiction, which is escapism. Um, Can I step into the higher vibration of my Pisces sun, which is connection to spirit, artist, um, connection to the all that is, feeling everyone's feelings in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when it's conscious, and when I have start to have this language, I can work with it productively instead of uh, feeling like the planets are battering me around. Right. That's beautiful. So really, it's like a roadmap. It's yes. not this is going to happen. But mm-hmm. here here's, like you said earlier, a blueprint, right, of mm-hmm. this. This maybe we should focus on this area because this looks stronger in your chart than actually looking at this space. Over yeah. Here. And it can also be a weather forecast. So if I know that there's a particularly difficult astrology transit today happening for the collective, let alone for me, 
I can know to stay perhaps a little more alert on the roads, mm -hmm. like, and, um, and know that people will perhaps tend towards road rage more easily today than they did yesterday, because I know the astrology by, um, energies that are influence all influencing all of us. Mm -hmm. And so that, I feel like that is, um, keeps me a little bit more of a possibility that I will actually be able to stay in my body instead of my spirit leaving it by a surprise <laughs> right right which is which is great but re and all of that thank you for sharing all of that really it's mm. not fortune telling right it's not no. this woo woo thing it really is mm. you know like the universe right when we chose to incarnate mm. was like here this is that soul contract that we all signed and maybe mm. forgot about um <sighs> and our planets right maybe help us mm. flow through it more i want to say steadily but i don't even know if that's a a good word to use but a little more grace and ease yeah yeah and they're like a little anchors i feel like are buoys that we can reach out to when we feel like we're drowning mm -hmm. so for our friends listening when what was the spark of this within you to say because i know you're very magical and do everything from yoga teaching and uh, um opera and all of the things and um, what sparked this because really i feel like probably around the beginning of the pandemic ish you really stepped into this and really yeah. maybe start owning it a little more yes i did um well i about 14 or 15 years ago when i was i i worked in an office and it was i call that my like my recovery job like it was the steady space for me to be and know that my paycheck was coming and like I had health insurance and I never had that before mm -hmm. and I was really not in a fabulous emotional state and I would work at my office job and listen to astrology podcasts I did not understand anything that I was hearing and something about I chose people who had very compassionate caring manners to listen to and i also it felt something about it was felt comforting and resonated with me in that oh i'm in some sort of a larger context mm -hmm. and uh eventually people started asking me oh natalie what's going on with the planets because they knew i loved it so much and i was like oh well this is what blah 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 says and this is like some name are like kipacha and orderly michael luton this is what they say and and i would parrot it back to them but people and people said oh thank you you really explained it in a way that i can understand and it really was this moment um i had a session with um uh, an astrologer named jost van dyke he's amazing i will tell him that i'm mentioning him in here mm -hmm. and he said to me looking at my chart he said oh you're a mystic you are wow and i was like oh i like <laughs> it felt really i felt very uncomfortable hearing someone use that word for me and he was like, you are so connected to the all that is. Um, I, it's absolutely that you'd be stepping into this. And that gave me the permission to see myself in a new light and to step into my gifts. And that was about four years ago. And I started to work with one-on-one -on -one with clients, keeping in mind that I knew more than they did, even if I felt like I did not know anything. Mm -hmm. And the feedback I would get was, oh my gosh, thank you. And, feel, I, and what you mentioned earlier, Joe, was the power of listening and to create the space where people 
I am able to hear people and um, I've learned through thousands and thousands of dollars of couples therapy and individual therapy and group therapy for um, people who have been sexually abused and in incest. Um, I've learned how to listen really, really skillfully. Mm-hmm. And so creating that space and then offering context for people of this is what's going on planetarily for you is a is an incredibly powerful experience. I'm so honored to do this work. And I, I also, it just keeps growing and growing. And the more I soften and get out of my own way, um, I actually am starting to feel like I'm, I feel, I feel a little embarrassed saying this. And I feel like I'm channeling the guides and angels of the people that I'm talking to. And I feel embarrassed to say that because it feels like I would have thought I was full of bullshit. Um, and I don't know how else to describe what's happening. Mm-hmm. I thank you for, for saying all of that, for sharing that, because mm-hmm. a couple of things in there um, that I really connect with your story mm-hmm. of having that reading. And I remember one of the first readings with you and you pretty much said you're a cult and a mystic and all of the things. And I'm like, like I knew it, but now I have to like, okay, now it's really there and really own it. Um, and in saying that, like when I pull the Oracle cards and it's like things come out and it's still, I feel a little silly saying I'm, I'm channeling this because I'm like, I know I would have said this is bullshit a couple of years ago. And now here I am doing it. And I'm like, oh man, but right knowing that from that reading a couple of years ago when you said that i'm like okay it's it's there like i really mm-hmm. should and even though it's been there my whole life i know like i always heard the things but it was like kind of pushing it away and then really owning owning it mm-hmm. a- another quick thing i want to touch on about the listening that as you were saying it i totally transport it right back to that Jennifer Pasteloff workshop that you and I were at, at Diana. Oh my gosh. Maybe 20, 15, 16, long time ago. Long. Um, and during that, there was a part during that workshop where Jen sat down and was just right there with somebody, just listening, just listening. And the whole room was there listening. And I feel like there was something on a deeper metaphysical space happening in that room and that we were all imprinted at that moment on the importance of listening because i feel a bunch of people that were in that space came out and it could have been you know like us like five six years later and we're like oh wow i'm at, i'm 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 really listening like she was listening that day oh that's what i like all of that just came rushing back i think i think uh, we were yeah. imprinted. Uh, well and also she is Jennifer is so honest about the fact that for her to actually listen and pay attention, she needs to be right in your face and watching you, which is also because for those of you who don't know, Jennifer is, she would call herself deaf, Uh right? Like she would say, I'm deaf and her hearing aids are not always fabulous. (laughs) And so she is, has to watch your lips and watch your facial expressions and be super close that maybe something of what you're saying actually vibrates her hearing aids. And what that can result in as the speaker is feeling supremely witnessed and and having someone attuned to you 
And that is so healing, especially for, I think a lot of people have grown up feeling not witnessed and heard as children. Yeah. And we all, we do just, we just want to be seen and heard and we can hold that space. And I'm sure it happens in your readings as well as you're going through stuff with people and they're like, oh my goodness. Like, I know I'm that way. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that it is, for everyone listening, it is a, an astrology reading, but it's so much more. It's so much more that yeah, you give. Yeah, I feel like give. the word reading is limiting and I don't know what to call it. Like, um, I just say, let's work together mm-hmm. or a session because it's, I'm not reading. We're, I, we are communicating on levels that um, most of us don't really talk about in our capitalistic <laughs> society. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we chatted a little earlier, if you want to look, I'm just curious um, about fall. What does the yeah. fall astrology hold for us? And the, the reason I'm asking is because I just heard this really interesting thing uh, a couple of days ago that from pretty much fall, from September 21st until Thanksgiving, we're going to be the most focused that we are for the rest of the year. Because once Thanksgiving hits, we're uh, everybody is checked out. But leading up to that time from fall until Thanksgiving, that like two months, if you're lucky, is like the last of this year that we really have our full mental capacity to be like, all right, let's get shit done. Let's make shit happen. I wonder, you know what, I think. um, So that's interesting. And again, I want to let people listening know that Joe and I are talking about this through the veil of our experiences in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So take what you like and leave the rest about what we say, because it is not, we're not in your bodies. <laughs> um, Thank you for that. So, yeah. But, uh, um, and I want to, what I do, what's happening in the next, like October 25th and November 8th, we are entering yet another eclipse cycle. Um, so the last one we had was, Uh, If you think about April 30th through May 16th and like a month in it. So the month of April, the month of May uh, um, was very impactful. That was our last eclipse season. And when eclipses come, it is as if we have been a portal to other dimensions is quite open. Um, We're having another come up, another series. And for those of you who are... um, have planets in uh, Scorpio and Taurus and Aquarius. Joe, you have this and Leo, those are fixed sign energies are extra impacted. And Joe, you, so you, this past, these eclipses in May and April were, looked like they were quite strong for you. I don't know what it was like. It might've just like registered as like a blip, but like, it's sort of like, oh, I come along and I'm Joe Longo in the spring and I'm in this room that I've known for 20 years and the lights turn off for two minutes and then the lights turn back on and I see things about the room that I've never seen before. So I'm imagining something like that happened for years. I see those of you listening can't see, but Joe is smiling, which usually means <laughs> Just he's shaking like, my head. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you open to sharing a little bit of what that looked like for you so people can get a picture or is it too personal? Oh, no, no. I think they're, they're around. So kind of in, in springtime, 
Mm-hmm. Right. That That's kind of when it was. I started I've been listening to this podcast um, about manifesting, but also using our brain and neuroplasticity and all that stuff. And I signed up for that for their website with a year of courses and programs with all of these what they call deep imaginings, which are med- meditations. But they kind of like there's a group that are inner shadow and a group of child and a group of all of, you know, the, where we bury things. And as I was going through that, I was I was like I was pulling all of these layers of an onion away. And realizing things that I kind of that like I was in a room for 30 years and the light got switched back on after 30 years. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot about all that stuff wow. and forgot about that that person even and the, the knowledge and the beliefs that that young man had. Oh my gosh. Which kind I mean, of really shook things up. And as it's all like as all this has been happening, Natalie, I've been. From last Thanksgiving, I've, I've, I've had a little belly stuff that turned into, I think it's called GERD, GE, yeah. whatever, horrible yeah. reflux. But it's it's more of like, it feels like your heart's going to explode, not acid reflux. And because of this, I changed my diet completely. And in changing my oh. diet completely, doing literally eating no more fun food at all, like that oh. even a little bit, um, <laughs> I'm literally the same like size, weight, body shape as that person 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. So it's been really interesting, like going through that. So as you say, oh, it's coming up again. I'm like sitting here like, shit, what's going to happen? Wow. <laughs> what's going to happen this time? And as I was going through all of it, I was meditating. being like, I like, how can I, and this might sound a little crazy for everyone listening, but how can I, right? move timelines right how can Mm. i move to the best version of myself and what was the best version of myself what did he look like what did he feel like and it went back Mm. to that kid 30 years ago right an 18 year old right aren't we all amazing at 18 so that's where i went and remembered all of these things like in if you're if this does make a video in the back you can see there's my old football helmet and i like i dug it out and i'm like i need to bring this back because this is a part of me that i forgot but that kid knew all of this shit that this guy knows but forgot along yes. the way so that's wow. kind of the uncovering if that was a long a long uh, no that makes little sense side track. it also is gorgeous that it's a 30-year cycle because just it, often when people mention some sort of a time frame it is related to a planetary cycle mm. and you are having a saturn return of your relationship with your 18 year old self sounds saturn, that way. <laughs> Yes, and you come in and Saturn comes and says, hey, let's look at this again through more sober eyes and see like, what are the strengths? What do we want to bring along with us? This is some structure and system that Joe had at 18 that might serve him now. So can we bring it forward with us? So you're really doing this Saturn work. And that is exactly it. Like what did that kid have? Mm -hmm. And it's, beautiful amazing work and and like and so there you're going to have another opportunity for this joe um and everybody but joe's chart specifically i i know joe's chart um is also going to get very lit up there's a partial solar eclipse on october 25th in scorpio um and joe it's going to light up for you your like planet of excitement and shock and change and electrical explosions um, so for, and it's in your area of your chart around teacher. So I just, you are like your electric energy is 
even more heightened this autumn. Um, so I invite, like, if I were working with you, what I would say that you have Uranus supporting you, like you are the lightning bolt and the eclipse is going to come and highlight that even more. Mm. And that's for the collective as well. You're all going to be having this energy of around what you, oh, hi, hi, little baby girl. It sells in the background barking. barking. <laughs> like that. So you'll be, uh, the collective will be invited to have illuminated, um, they get to focus very much on what, what, where are the parts of me that I have not looked at yet and that would like to be seen? Um, what am I not looking at that's unconscious in myself? Like maybe there's some story that when I was little, people told me I am not an artist. And actually I buried that and I don't want to even look at that experience and what that felt like. And maybe this fall I get to actually say, oh wait, how did I feel when that happened? Can I actually say to myself, look at you, little Jenny, you are an artist and you get to mourn the fact that you were told you weren't and now step into the fact that you are. Well, it's good, my friends. I wanted to take a really quick moment to tell you about the five-week intuition self-confidence program that I'm running using Oracle Cards. It's a group coaching program. It starts October 6th. And if you just heard Natalie talk about my astrology and what's happening in October, you're going to want to sign up for this program. It is going to be very, very powerful. You can get all of the information in the show notes. And if you are listening, I have a special gift for everybody. At checkout, enter fall in the coupon code and you'll save 15% off of this program. Come join me this October. Connect to yourself, connect to your intuition, connect to that little voice inside. If you have any questions, reach out, set up a quick call. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. Discount code fall you'll save yourself 15 percent. come join me let's connect to our best self that's like one scenario and there's also another eclipse on november 8th in taurus which is about like how do we land in feeling delight and joy that we're in a human body what is what's stopping me from enjoying being in this physical body this is one scenario of how this could manifest um i mean i personally love food so much and that's very Taurus and that's a way that I enjoy being in human body so like hearing the fact that you've had to take out all your fun foods you've you're now having to find new ways to delight in being in a human form this incredibly enormous spirit that has to squeeze into an even smaller human form mm -hmm. um another thing that's happening for this autumn is we have a billion planets retrograde so, <laughs> a billion <laughs> yeah, they're like it's like almost every single planet that could be retrograde is and we are being invited to revisit reflect re-systemize um uh all the rewords reorganize we get to slow down there is not necessarily support to like i'm going to make a whole new project happen right now what I do have is a slowing down and a focus inside, looking inside, how do I want that to look? Because after Thanksgiving, yes, planets are not gonna be retrograde anymore. They're gonna be direct. And that is a like, that we're off to the races energy. So like, if I wanna do a slowing down and um, a planning process, um, this would be a good time to be doing that and thinking about what works for me and what doesn't. Does that make sense? That does. That does. And I, I like the way, you know, have I heard, 
I don't even remember where I heard it. You know, someone saying about, right? Like this is the last time that just people in general will focus. Have nothing to do with astrology or anything woo-woo, just because the way our attention span is, because then the holidays come and we're all oh. sidetracked by everything, right? So in this, right, yes. place, it, it, with all of this happening, then throughout the holidays, it is a beautiful time because nobody's doing anything. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody's mm-hmm. signing up for anything. We're all yeah. in that mode. So as we're in that mode, take time and question, what what, what do I want? What am I going to create moving mm-hmm. into the new year? Like use it. Mm-hmm. And I that's what I took from all of that. Like we have this time to reflect with all of the retrogrades and then throughout the holiday season when it does get quiet and everyone kind of goes in for the dark winter, start daydreaming, planning. What, what am I going to birth into reality for the new yeah. year? Yeah. And the planets will be direct at that point, most of them, and you'll be more supported in actually birthing something. And it's all like Natalie said earlier, right? Take what works, leave the rest, but figure out what works for you. Sit down and and journal. Do you have a journaling practice or anything like that that you do to get (laughs) all of the stuff? How, 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 How do you manage all of this, Natalie? (laughs) <laughs> um i'm curious you know i'm a, i don't journal do you joe i'm curious as a i do, do i do okay all right Recent, I mean, like, maybe the last like five years i've really been into like a daily but usually only a page a day okay that's nice that's like bite size i you know it's interesting that you're asking about this because i just taught a writing event with laura lentz who is this amazing she lives in hawaii um and if you are on my page in, in Facebook or Instagram, you'll see me have tagged her. And it was a new muscle for me. I mean, I write about astrology. And in these in this practice that we had this event, we were invited to write for, like, she gives prompts. And we were then invited to write for 13 minutes about, like, something involving the Pisces full moon. And there goes an airplane. Okay. And... Um, it's really just a big, what it feels like is a big diarrhea onto the page of me handwriting. I guess that's what we would call a journal. And mm-hmm. all this stuff came out. And it's like uh, I, stuff about my sister, my sister who died, and like um, what it feels like to write and feel like people, some people might think what I'm writing is horrible and judge me. And to sit in that, um, to allow the fact that I am not everyone's going to like me and I'm going to trigger some people, make them feel really angry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so, um, I don't write and I don't quite, am I still there? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Did I freeze? And I, 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 in terms of how do I contain all of this? I, I don't right now, Joe, I don't. And it's quite a lot of energy to have floating around and i don't i'm working on figuring out how to how how to harness it a little yeah um yeah i don't really remember when my journaling practice started but it kind of just started with um a brain dump and this book Mm -hmm. that's right here the artist's way are you familiar oh of course the morning pages like just just kind of scribbling and clearing and then it kind of just evolved over time where it's like I get out the stories that I shouldn't be telling or I ponder things or 
And it just, it, it actually allowed me to become more comfortable with my writing and being okay oh. with like chicken scratch. And cause mm -hmm. I think growing up, I was like, is somebody gonna look at this? Is somebody gonna read this and think I'm crazy? Oh. And would literally hold right. myself back. And this has just become more free for me. And then even with, you know, blogs or social media posts that I put out, it gives me, sometimes an idea will come and then I'll open up a computer and start typing and feel more open to letting it out. Cause I would love to just hit record, you know, turn on a video and just start talking as opposed mm. to writing. Um, yes. So it helps a lot to actually sit down and You and do, I mean, you come into this lifetime Joe specifically knowing how to communicate and write like I feel like it's in your chart that that stuff from a previous lifetime you came in and you're like I know how to do this mm -hmm. um and it's so and I love reading your writing and I thanks for sharing the process I can also relate to wanting to turn the camera on instead of sitting down and actually writing it because mm -hmm. um, you are you are again you you have this shining sagittarian light at the top of your chart this fire like i'm comfortable being in this in the spotlight at mm -hmm. least i experience you that way even though it's interesting at the same time you can go behind the lens and well i think going own. behind the lens was a lot of me hiding oh my gosh thank you for sharing that wow mm -hmm. i'm safe over here totally right. no one sees the, the photographer mm -hmm. So it, it's interesting because, and I, I, I may have even said this to you, I would, I would, I'm much more comfortable being the party than going to the party, right? Like, <laughs> give me a microphone and let me go on stage and I'm there. Like, I'm going to be excited. But if you said, hey, Joe, there's this event happening, you should come. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. man, really? Do mm -hmm. I have to? Do I have to? And when I was really photographing a lot, I'd be like, okay, cool, I'll go because and I can hide. I can go to your event. I can show up, be part, but I can also just pick my camera up and, and now I'm safe. Like, wow. Oh, someone's coming to talk to me. Wait, I'll take their picture. And now they are, then they're not going to come talk to me. <laughs> you have a block up. <laughs> that is so honest. And I really, I mean, again, you have one, two, three, four, five planets in Pisces. <laughs> Pisces is shy. <laughs> It is. I mean, you can do the show and then you need to go inward and have some like cave time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there needs to be that 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 balance. Of mm -hmm. it all. I, I love it all. But it's like even back in my old days of working in IT when we would have um, I was an IT director for DeVry University. So like every like six months, there would be some kind of, you know, campus thing and i'd have to get up and talk about all the technology that was coming you know or leaving or any of that stuff and the people on my team would be like are you ready you got like you know what you're talking about you got like something prepared i'm like it'll come to me as soon as i grab the mic <laughs> yes <laughs> and yes. Like, i feel great just give me the mic and we'll talk mm -hmm. about whatever's happening no mm -hmm. writing of scripts <laughs> Correct. That's the, that's your Pisces energy as well. Like people are like, Oh, do you plan your yoga classes? And I'm like, no, never. <laughs> I just show up and see who's there and ride that energy. And that's very Piscean mm -hmm. to like not write anything down and have a plan or a script. It's just, so, I, I just feel it's there. Like, totally. I'm very thankful for it and, and I'm grateful for it. 
Same. I remember when I first started teaching yoga and my friend Pradeep, um, he would teach these beautiful classes and he would just show up. He would just show up and start. No, nothing. Just there. And one day I'm like, Pradeep, like, what? Like, did you plan this? I was like, no, Joey Longo. I just flow with it. And I'm like, wow. And he was like, You'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. Mm -hmm. And I was a baby teacher, like maybe just mm -hmm. teaching, you know, a yeah. year. And now I'm like, oh, I guess we'll do this or we'll do this. Or like you said, like, we'll see who shows up. So there's a good theme, right? What's the theme of the workshop? <laughs> the rest yeah. will flow from there. And it's always helpful for me to know, like, I can just look up what, where's the moon today? Oh, the moon's in Taurus today. So that will be part of the theme of the yoga workshop. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> it's beautiful. They're all the secrets, everyone, if you're wondering. Yeah, those are the secrets. <laughs> That's it. Just and be also, open. like, have you been at, you're a musician too. I play right? the guitar um, and you I love to sing and I love to sing. Yeah, like have you performed while you're teaching yoga? When we were pre-apocalypse, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Post-apocalypse, on my Friday reads that I was doing, people started saying, because they would see the guitar somewhere, and someone, I think it was Cindy Miller, Cindy, if you're listening, mm -hmm. thanks, one Friday was like, is it Guitar Friday? Or are you going to play us a song? So then I started oh playing songs on the Friday read at the end. Um, and on, on, uh, September 25th, I'm doing a fall virtual retreat. That's a half day in zoom, a manifestation mantra mindset, all that jazz. And I know in that one, cause I finally learned how to play music through zoom without it sounding okay. like crap. Um, yeah. so I'm going to play and sing a couple mantras in that. Oh my then. gosh. But I oh, love it. Wonderful. And back in the day, I would like scare the bejesus out of me. And so, and that's only on Zoom. You can't come be in person with you for that. Yeah, that's just happening in Zoom, okay. right? Right okay. from my living room. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Um, um, I'm sorry. Why? Why do you ask about singing, performing, musician? Oh, because you have so much uh, like showmanship in your chart and artistry, and I wondered if it had if it had expressed itself through music, and that wasn't something I knew about you. And so it has, yes. Yeah, a I little bit. I, I need to let it so out more. Much. Back back in the 90s, um, yeah. I was a singer in a band called Glurb. And we were horrible. Oh. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Like, it was so much fun being on, because even like, and we were here, like in the Pocono area, and we weren't good at all. But there was this little club and they just kind of let anybody play. So there were times oh. when we got to open up for like these really big punk bands and it would be like this massive crowd. We're like, we are so bad, but this is so much fun. <laughs> well, and that also gives you so much um, amazing experience of being on stage in front of a group of people. Like that is invaluable. Mm -hmm. And I imagine in some way allowed you to have more confidence when you were and your IT thing at DeVry De and being like, I'm just getting on stage and you'd already done that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like you've been in the public eye quite a lot already with your football career. And I mean, I call it a career because that's what it looks like to me. I can't, yeah. it's hard, hard for me to mix in the idea of Joe Longo and football. I just did not know you as that. Well, ever. right. That was 30, 30 years ago. Um, and reconnecting to that kid and all of his knowledge that he had and his fearlessness. Um, oh my gosh. 
it, it it's been a magical remembering experience of of him are you interested in playing football again a little for fun no i am oh, okay. way too old okay. um, i don't no, but it. what I have been thinking about is I really, because I think when I left football, because I left and I went to art school and I kind of was just like, I'm not playing anymore. So this thing that I've been realizing that I've been rehashing, here comes a little vulnerability, is I, I never said goodbye to this thing that I loved. Like it was my life. Like growing up, I was like, I'm going to be a football player. I'm going to be a football player. And then when I decided to go to art school, because it happened in between semesters, like I never had. And I literally within from all of this stuff that I've been doing from spring, watching football shows now and watching football and seeing coaches, you know, either at a college level or a high school level on a couple of these shows that I've been watching say like, this is your last game. You may never walk on the field again. And I'm listening. I'm like, Wow, I it was like I left a lover that I had for a whole part of my life and just walked away from her and never said goodbye. Oh. And remembering all of this, I'm like, holy shit. Like I never just like gave her a hug and was like, thanks. Like, thank you for this. But with all of this, it's bringing me back. And I'm like, I, I want to work. I would love to work with athletes and work with mindset and manifesting because every athlete is doing it. Like we're all doing creative visualization. So why not? So. So I don't want to wow. play football again, but I would love to work with athletes in some kind of way and helping do what I do, but just, you know, how to be a better athlete in any kind of way. And is part of what you're working with, like possibly doing some sort of a ritual or a, a funeral to officially say, like, thank you, football, for how you served me? Like, Very interesting that you, you say this. This past weekend, um, my partner Tina and I went to the Finger Lakes to visit our friends Eric and Laura Burling. I'm not sure if you know Eric and Laura. They used to own Roots, Roots Yoga in Philly. Lovely community. And then the Philadelphia Yoga Exchange. Anyway, we went up, and they're in the Finger Lakes. I'm in the Poconos. So there were three routes to go, and each route was three hours and 30 minutes. Each one was the same way. It just depended which way we went. And one of them went through Mansfield University, where I went to college for a year to play. So it was like, we have to go to Mansfield. Yeah. So we drove up. We went to the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, and we went to Mansfield. And we went and walked around the football field and I had a little moment there, kind of being like, hey, thank you. And Oh, my god. So, yeah, it just happened. The whole little ritual of, of kind of saying a, a, a healthy goodbye just happened on Friday. I feel like that's your angels and guides talking through both of us just to like uh, saying, uh, asterisk, like, yes, I mean, beautiful work. Mm -hmm. Because now there's like, there's a letting go and an honoring and a, and a and the space for stepping into a new relationship with football. I love how you talk about athletes do this creative visualization. Um, I, as a gymnast, I, I was a gymnast from age 10 to 16. Like that was, you go through, I mean, I don't know, I don't fully remember, but I know that the Olympic athletes, when they're preparing for their Olympic performances to keep their bodies not tired, do their whole routines in their minds over and over and over. And it is almost as effective as mm -hmm. doing it in the physical body. So I love this possibility and potential for athletes to get to work with you what would the creative imagery in your imagination be that you would do with the athletes? It, it depends on what they play. And I learned okay. this from my high school coach, again, 30 years ago. 
before every Whoa. game, he would come up to me, not knowing. He didn't know what he was doing. He came up to me and he'd be like, Joe, you're going to have a sack today. You're going to have an interception for a touchdown. Whatever he oh. said, it, and I didn't know. He just said it. And I'm like, yeah, I am going to have an interception for a touchdown. And I'd be listening to my music, right? I'm a Walkman or my Discman. I don't know if Discmans were, were I, don't, I don't think CDs were there yet. Um, I had my little mixtape. And, you know, listening to my music and then visualize whatever he said. Right. So if it was, I'm going to have an interception for a touchdown. I would see myself doing it and then go out on the field. And that would happen. Whatever he would say would happen. And exploring this now. Right. In my coaching and stuff, reading um, studies and things like that about visualization. It, Like you said, it really does work mm-hmm. that we can actually practice in our mind and it's going to do the same thing for us as actually practicing. So if you actually practice, physically practice, and then mentally practice, you're going to improve. Yeah. Right? But yes. sometimes we do, we're like, oh, I'm just going to practice and I'll be okay. Sure. But what if you actually put a little more time in and just think about it, visualize it, see it, see yourself being fucking awesome. Oh, shit. Sorry. See yourself being amazing. <laughs> I'm trying not to say the F word. Um, I, I love that. It's making me also think that when I'm, um, when I have performed as an opera singer, and if I'm thinking about the piece, my body and larynx go into the positions they have to go into. I don't, I, I just, it's like um reflex when I think about the notes mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I think we are not invited very often to realize how powerful we are right because our brain doesn't know what's real or make believe so it's not going to know yes. if you're actually doing the movement or not yes so oh my gosh i love how you brought it to you know performing right because mm-hmm. it, it works for anybody even if you're it a manager in an office right if you're going into a meeting this is abraham you know abraham esther and jerry hicks yeah, they, they have a, a process called segment intending, and it's just literally setting an intention for every single moment of your life. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're a manager listening to us today, thinking what is this woo woo that they're talking about? Mm-hmm. Actually, before you go into that meeting with your team, visualize the meeting going mm-hmm. exactly how you want it to go. Right. Like flowing mm-hmm. with grace and ease. And the same for the people that have to go to a meeting. Right. Do you remember when you were at, at your office job, if there was a meeting, and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to go to this meeting. And the meeting sucks. (laughs) But what if we're like, all right, we're going to go to this meeting. It's going to be great. Maybe they'll give us donuts and it'll be an awesome meeting. (laughs) It changes things. But usually we're human. Oh, this is going to suck. Or, ah, this conversation is going to be so hard. Well, now it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like change. It's the same. How can we change that? The story Mm. in our mind to start believing that it could actually go the way that we want it to go. Oh, I love that. And it's also what I sometimes invite my clients to do. Like, um, can you give thanks? Can you give thanks to all of your guides and angels that you are divinely led and divinely protected? It's it's an act as if, because when we're in our spirit forms, there's no past, present, future. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that, I that's the way I have learned how to pray. The rest follows. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily all rainbows and unicorns, and it's not, mm-hmm. it's not. I know I might look like right now, even if those who are seeing this on camera, it might look like I'm, I have it all together and like got my makeup on and jewels, <laughs> and like I was sobbing for like the whole day two days ago. 
and overwhelmed. So it's it's both and. Yeah, all of it is so. Mm -hmm. And I think we get into the space where we are. Sorry, everyone that's listening, but we become more aware. We also become more maybe affected by things and more emotional with things. And that's great because we need to feel everything. So it's okay if you, you we're crying for a day. It happens to us. I was just telling my partner the other day um, about crying and that everybody does it. And my, my best friend went for a run the other day. We live right next door to each other. And I was on the porch when he came home and we were talking. He was like, yeah, halfway through the run, I just started bawling. And I'm like, that's so funny. The other day I was watching something in the middle of the show. I just started bawling. It's like, it happens sometimes and it's okay. Instead of being like, I can't cry. I can't let that shit out. Like, let it go. Be okay with being a basket case for a day and know that tomorrow will come. I really am grateful to hear you as someone incarnate as a straight white man talk about actually crying because I don't think that is permission that I mean I am I have a I think he's straight white male child and I worry that and he already says and he's only six and a half I am trying I don't want to cry and it makes me feel really sad mm -hmm. and so I'm really I feel like it's revolutionary and rebellious and warrior to cry especially in the human form that you have chosen in this lifetime so thank you on behalf of my child, at least. <laughs> Truly. You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you for that. I think uh, I, I've, I've talked about this before, but I think it's interesting because playing football, you'll see big grown men cry after mm -hmm. they lose or after they oh. win. And it's OK. Mm -hmm. It's like there's this okayness, right? When you're on the football field or a basketball court and you lose or you win, it's OK to cry then. But if you're just watching a movie and it actually stirs up emotion, then it's not okay to cry. If someone breaks your heart, it's not okay to cry. Like, what's the difference? Like, no, let your emotions flow. Or one day, right? Because I'm sure we've all been there. We let our emotions just bottle up, bottle up, bottle up, bottle up. And then all of a sudden, it's like a volcano. And we're usually yelling at somebody, screaming at somebody, and yeah. then actually crying. So instead of letting it get there, just let it go. Let it, yeah. let it cry. Yeah. Cry it out, people. Cry it out. I have a friend who said, she's from Louisiana, and she says, I give thanks for all of my emotions that are constantly flowing to and through me. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And so true. Let them flow. Let them flow. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be weird if we were always just right here. Right? Totally. Like, we got to yes. experience all of this. A while ago, I was watching some random show, a movie, and I saw The Rock was in it, and I think that's why I watched it. And it was something about wrestling, and I'm like, whatever. And the middle of the movie, I am crying in this wrestling, like like fake wrestling, you know, the wrestling that's on Tuesday night television or whatever. And I'm <laughs> crying watching this story, and I'm like, what? I am crying mm -hmm. watching a story about a wrestler who came to the States and became a wrestler. Like it was so ridiculous, but I'm like, whatever, it got me. Yeah. There was something in there yeah. that got me. And I felt good yeah. about it. I cried at the opening scenes of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like the airplanes and like the music, I was like, 
this is so over the top and it made me cry. I was like, someone put so much effort into this. And mm -hmm. that I think that was what made me cry. Like someone made this and this is their art. And I was moved and it made me cry. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Natalie, thank you so much for hanging out, for sharing, um, for being you. Is there, tell everybody where, where can they find you? And if you have anything happening throughout the fall, Oh my gosh. Um, I am, you can go to my website, natalielevinastrology.com and you could book a session there if you're interested. Um, I, you can find me on Facebook, Natalie Levin and Instagram, Natalie Levin Astrology. And um, the next event I have is sold out. I'm doing, a, um, uh, working with a medium in a salt cave in Boyerstown Ooh. and we're going to, and we're going to do two more events like that. So, um, stay tuned. I will post the, that are not what the next one is sold out as well. But then after that, there's one that's not sold out yet. Um, I, I'm going to teach with rise gatherings. Um, it's a, in the Poconos. I wonder if I'll be near you. I think you might be. Um, I think I saw something about that. I think you're going to be fairly close. Uh, September 29th to uh, October 1st. And it, it is for people, women identified, I guess that's how you put it. And um, you, I'll be teaching yoga workshops involving yoga, astrology, and opera singing and glitter if you want to wear glitter. And I also will be seeing clients one-on-one -on -one there. Um, and there's more, but I can't remember it. I, I'm, I am very busy with, and thank you to all my angels. Thank God it's that's so awesome. really and I'll great. link I'll link all of your information in the in the show notes. And thank um, you. Let's end with an oracle card. What um, okay. tell me what number's in your head? Nine. Number nine. That came right out. <laughs> Number nine. Master Buddha. Increased awareness. Deep connections. Trust, trust that inner voice, Natalie. Trust that inner, inner, inner voice. That sounds exactly right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody, go follow Natalie. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for being here. I love you all. <laughs>